Hi, and welcome to this episode of Rise with Video. Today, I sit down with Alice Bracegirdle, who is the founder and CEO of BellyFit Enterprises and the creator of a unique holistic fitness system for women to integrate body, mind, and spirit. Alice and her husband, Rowan, have been business partners as they've grown BellyFit to an international movement with instructors in over 25 countries in the world. And I love their mission. It's to uplift women through movement that is strong, sexy, and sacred. And I've definitely had that experience at Alice's classes and events. She's been producing videos for her certification courses and digital trainings for a couple of decades now. So it was really fun to look back at her video and media journey. She offers up some gold around visibility through video. And that's what we'll dig into in this episode of Rise With Video. So great to see you here on screen. And wow, do I ever wish we were live and in person doing this together as we've done a few times. And I'm so thrilled that you're here to talk to our community about your rise with video because one of the ways that I first met Alice, and Alice, I don't even know if you remember this, but I first heard about you and Rowan when you were doing a flash mob way back in Victoria. So that was my first introduction to you and video, and that was video in a big way. So maybe why don't we start there? Just talk a little bit about your history and, and you know, where you've taken your brand through using video as a tool, and we'll back into it that way. Okay, awesome. Thanks for having me. Super fun. Um, yeah, the flash mob, that was a long time ago, and that was such a bizarre, serendipitous thing. It was flash mobs were so huge at the time, and I had a woman attending my classes who happened to be the manager of one of the biggest malls in town, and she wanted some publicity for the mall and said, hey, why don't you guys come and do a belly fit flash mob? And they paid for all the production and all the filming and everything and, and basically gave us a finished product. So that was that was a that was a total bonus um, opportunity that happened. Way to start big. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and so fun. Oh my gosh, that was such a blast. And we did get a lot of traction from that actually, and it's still it on our YouTube fabulous. video. Yeah, if you scroll far enough down on our YouTube video, you'll find that that video. It's like two minutes long or something. I'm going to put it in um, at the end. Okay, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. And then actually Czech News came and covered the event. So we got two video products out of that. We got like a, an actual, you know, TV production of them interviewing me about the flash mob and all the things. And then the flash mob video that them all produced. So that was, that was a really nice little um, bonus in the early days. But I never thought, I didn't get into fitness thinking that I was going to be spending so much time on screen. That was never my intention. That was never the plan. You know, I wanted to teach fitness. And that I always envisioned that as being in a room with other women from my fitness training. That's what I was trained to do. That's, that was the vision of the business was bringing women together. But very, very early on, we realized that you're so limited by being in a physical space with people and whether it's marketing or actually giving people access to your product to be able to film a class and then allow people to do that at home was just the best, quickest, easiest, most effective way to spread the movement of belly fit. And so me being on screen, it was never, I never started out like this, like talking the way so many YouTubers are, they're just sort of sitting or standing and talking to the camera. For me, I started out leading movement, right? So that's that's how I actually came to it. And that's still my comfort zone. Like this is, this is fun and I've gotten a lot better at it over the years, but 
actually standing in front of a camera, leading women through movement is that's my wheelhouse. That's my specialty. You know, it's interesting because one of the things I've always said, and you've heard me say this at workshops, is that if you have a visual product, you should always be using video. And I love that you actually started thinking about scaling and using video before there was a, really a landing place for it. It was actually quite brave and quite maverick that you and Rowan took that on because Google and the algorithms and social yeah. media hadn't really taken off at that time. So how, would, how did you have that vision for scaling and taking it from the one to small group to the one to many yeah. uh, marketing model? Well, we started with DVDs. <laughs> you and Tony Robbins. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, we, we were like, fitness DVDs were a thing, right? I mean, it started with Cher and Jane Fonda doing actual like albums, you know, like records for the record player. And it was just, it was just vocals, them speaking. And then very quickly, fitness DVDs became a huge thing and people were just amassing these massive collections. And so we thought, let's do some DVDs. You know, people can put them in their DVD player and do it at home. And then they'll, they'll know what belly fit is. Maybe they'll want to become an instructor. Maybe they'll want to try and find a, a live class in their community. And so we decided right off the bat, of course, not one DVD, let's do five. Let's do a set of five. So that's how we started doing the elements, right? Earth, water, fire, air, and spirit. So we started with Earth, we filmed that one, and that was a huge production. And it was so much money, so much time, so much expertise. We filmed it all in one day with my backup dancers. And that was my first real experience being on camera. And I completely fell in love. Like I was hooked I from the that. beginning. Yeah, that it was, was a big production. That was that wasn't just do, you know doing it in your home studio in your garage. That was you know lights, camera, big action. Yeah, it was, and we had a full set. It was all we had the saris and all the fancy furniture that we got like donated from a, a local import place, and we had professional camera people and all the lights and all the full. We got the nails done. We got the full hair and makeup and. Honestly, that was a big part of it for me. I loved all of the sort of ritual and ceremony around it and really stepping into a part of myself that was essentially bigger than my average self that I just live in every day, that the whole, um, the grandiosity of it. And I know that's not where everybody's at with, you know, whatever video they're putting out, but no matter where you're at, there has to be an element of performance. Like you, there has to be a switch that turns on when that camera starts recording. And for me, when that happened, it was like, whoa, cool. Like a whole other part of myself came forward. And from that moment on, I've just been cultivating and deepening that part of myself. And it's still me. It's still me. Alice sits at home doing her thing, you know. But when that camera turns on, when it starts recording and the lights are there and, and, you know, I've got my lashes on and I'm ready to go, there's a performance that happens. And I find that performance very rewarding, very fulfilling and super fun. Like, it's just so fun to put it out there and know in this case that whoever's on the other end is totally with me. They're moving with me. They're receiving whatever it is that I'm giving. And so, yeah, we produced the Belly Earth video. It actually took us two years to produce the rest of the elements. And then we finally got to water, fire, air, and spirit and did those all in five days and onto DVD they went. Now they're digital, but we started in DVD. And then from then, all the rest of our products have been digital. We never did any DVDs after that because we were just on the tail end of, of DVDs not being a thing anymore. Right.
And now there's the, the thing is though, the thing, the beautiful thing about footage is that it is an asset, a video asset, unless it's so completely out of date that it, it just won't work. But interestingly about fitness, fitness trends don't change as rapidly externally as, you know, our clothing trends. So I couldn't look at some of your videos and say, oh, that's so 2016, because <laughs> what you're wearing is, has it changed all that much? So one thing I want to go back to that you did mention though, Alice, that I think is really interesting. And it's one of the reasons that I called this rise with video, because I think that that time does happen for people, but not necessarily everybody is a born performer or, or the kind of person that leans into that at the very beginning. And I think sometimes it takes a little bit of nursing and a little bit of practice and confidence to, you know, get that, that switch that says, Oh, I do love this. And I love that, you know, you came to it fairly early and almost like when the camera's on it's like the sun is shining and you know I think that there is a lot to be said for the practice it's one of the things that you touch in on and we'll get to these because before we started this interview I asked Alice to give me a list of some of the challenges and some of the tips or hot action items that she can recommend for people going on video and I love Alice that you have a nice blend of you know, the practical and the tactical, as well as some of the inner game of rising in video as well. So let's get to it. And you already alluded to it already about the lashes. And I think it's really funny because it really does make a difference. It's a huge thing. So Alice, your first tip is eyes, make them pop. Eyebrows and lashes are key. So, and you're blonde, Alice, so that does make a diff. Talk a little bit about your experience with this one. Oh, I mean, if I look back on my pre-eyebrow days to my now eyebrow days, it's like, what was I thinking? Like eyebrows are, they are the frame of the picture or the photo. If you don't have that frame, and especially for us blondies, these are fully threaded, fully dyed, like at the salon. And then I add a lot onto them with makeup. False eyelashes. I taught my class this morning, which was filmed on Zoom, and then that's going to be that lives now on our website. So I, I was a full production this morning. So I just left my, I left my face on from this morning. But if I don't do that, people are like, "Oh, are you okay, dear? You look a bit tired." Or "Are you unwell?" Like they just think that I'm like exhausted or something because I just fade away. My eyes don't pop. You need that contrast, and especially in video, people you know, they expect a certain level of appearance these days. It doesn't mean you have to be gorgeous or beautiful or anything, but there has to be some sort of indicator to the viewer that you are, that you're ready, that you're presentable, that you're, um, game on, that you're, that you're on your game. Exactly. That you're on your game or they're not even really going to give you that much, especially if you want to present to a smaller, to a, to a younger audience at all, you got to have your game on. So yeah, eyes need to pop. I mean, I do a full face every time I'm recording anything, the full makeup, the eyelashes, the eyebrows, hair is done and I'm good to go. And not only because it looks so much better on video, but it makes me feel more confident. And I think that's the key. Yeah. Like I, wanna, I can look back at those videos that I did 10 years ago and go, damn girl, looking good. And that's amazing because I took the time. I went and had the professional hair and makeup done. You don't have to do the professional hair and makeup, but get your lips on, get your eyes on, and just be ready to step outside of yourself. Because if you're not, if you, you don't feel ready to be seen, then you're not going to put your best foot forward. You need to feel ready to be seen if you're going to be on camera. That's just the bottom line. So make yourself feel good about yourself, right? 
That's such a good point because I actually see it sometimes on Zoom on, you know, in, in meetings and things. The person who doesn't want to be on camera is way back here and you can barely see them or it's really blurry and unfocused. And so you're right. There's a precision and a game onness that comes yeah. from a person who's really, really dialed in. Yeah. Now, this is a technical thing, but for those of us who don't wear eyelashes, what kind of eyelashes do you get? Okay, so if you just go to any drugstore, get the natural, because there's like a million, like Shalom, my daughter, 19, wears like, it literally looks like she has butterflies on her eyelashes. Like they're massive, right? And that's her generation and it's awesome. I get the ones that say natural. You have to trim them. So measure them and make sure they fit your eye properly. I know it sounds like really silly and technical, but it does make a huge difference. Get the black eyelash glue that comes off really easy let it dry for two minutes and pop it on. It takes some time to figure it out, but honestly, it makes so much difference. And you know, if you don't wanna do the eyelashes, at least make sure you have mascara on. I mean, you've got dark hair, so you don't, yours looks great, but especially for the light haired gals, you've gotta get the mascara on, you've gotta get the eyebrows on fleek, and you know, better yet, get those lashes on. And I used to get them done professionally. I would get my makeup artist to put them on, and when I would see the difference between lashes on lashes off that was it I was like I'm never doing video again without lashes it's just a yeah I'm gonna put in a plug for our pal uh, Melody from Elate Cosmetics oh, yeah. because when when they've done our makeup we've done we've been parts part of a lot of photo shoots that they've done makeup on us and when they have the full eyelashes and I definitely notice a difference, especially in the lashes. It just, you're right, the eyes really, really do pop. Okay, I'm gonna take it on. I've never, I've always made such a disaster out of those eyelashes. <laughs> I know, it takes try. a bit of practice. It does take a bit of practice, but once you have it, and then it just makes you feel so much more confident. And again, maybe it's not for everybody, you know, but if, you've, if you're looking for like a hack to really just like, whoo, make things pop, then it might be worth trying. Yeah. And one thing I will say for those of us gals who are aging, our eyelashes tend to fade and uh, disappear a lot as we get older. So it's almost one of those tells of aging and, you know, take five years off, especially on camera, just by bringing those. And I love the way you said it about frames. I've never thought of the eyebrows being frames for your face or Huge. for your eyes. I love that. And, you know, this is a nice segue into talking about making the most of what we've got, whether it's on our face or in our external circumstances. So the other thing that you talk about is lighting. And I love it that this is, again, you know, sort of more of a technical, tactical piece. Yeah. But talk about your experience with lighting, because I know that it's a, it's a, yeah. It's so take huge. Take the time to get it right, right? Yeah, take the time to get it right. And of course, whatever setting you're in, it totally depends. Like if you're out in, if you're out outside, obviously it's going to be a lot different than when you're in the studio. All of my experience is with studio lighting and it's with doing movement in front of the camera yeah. for the most part. And in the beginning, we never, we never knew how long it was going to take to get the lighting. If you want to get the lighting dialed in, you've got to give yourself a couple of hours because you're going to stand in front of the camera and then you're going to see, oh my God, there's like huge shadow behind me. That's not going to work. And then you got to get a light on that. And then you got to get the rim light and the, all the different angles and you never want it above. It's going to give you the dark circles and the weird shadows around your nose. And so you've got to do the shots and then look at the, the shot and see if it's right. So it's really just taking the time. I mean, right now, 
I'm just sitting in front of a window. So I've got this yeah, beautiful light too. coming in, right? Which is totally working. Could be a little bit brighter maybe, but I don't have extra light right now. So this is working really well for me. And But it took me a while to get my desk set up here and figure out that most of the day I had good lighting here and I can do all my Zoom calls. And I've actually recorded quite a few videos in this position with my little backdrop here for my belly fit instructors, giving them coaching and mentorship and tips around teaching belly fit. And I realized that I didn't actually need light because this looked good enough for that purpose, but it takes time and you got to give yourself that time and don't think that you're wasting time because you want to be able to look at that product a month down the road, two months, six months, a year and be like, yeah, it still looks good. You don't want to look and go, oh my God, why did I Look at that shout on my nose or look at that. I look like I have huge dark circles under my eyes. Meanwhile, the content is really good and you don't want to have to record it again, you know, but it looks like crap. So getting it right in the beginning, even though it takes longer in the long run, you're going to really appreciate it. Yeah, there's a couple of things that you that you mentioned in there. One of them is the is the changing times of day because you can do a light setup and if we're relying on natural light. I've been on a Zoom call that's only an hour long and it's gone from complete light to complete dark in 1 hour. So note to self, don't do Zoom calls right around, you know, right around a really heavily changing uh light time of day. And another thing that you alluded to as well is, uh, oh, about batching. Did your shoot this morning and then a couple of calls with your belly fin instructors and now an interview. So that's one light setup, that's one makeup. And I love that efficiency of batching. So that's what I will always suggest to my students is, is you know, as much as possible, get your videos and get the content all good to go all in one day. So you can just bang it off and it's just yeah. saves so much time and setup. Absolutely. And it takes so, sometimes to get in the groove and then you get on a roll and it'll, it can go in one of two directions. You can, you can get on a roll, but you can also get tired. So you got to find that, you got to find that sweet spot, right? Where you get on a roll and you've got your content is flowing. You're in sort of a flow state. And then, you know, I always try and stop when I'm ahead. There have been times when I've been trying to do a, a take of something that maybe I had something memorized that I didn't have a fully memorized. And and you know, you do it like five, six, seven, eight times. And then by the end, you're just like completely exhausted and you still don't have exactly what you're looking for. So right. there's a fine line there of kind of riding that wave. Right. And then you get down on yourself because like, why am I not getting, you know, that, so yeah, I, I hear you. I, I love that. I actually don't tend to do that. I, I love that quit while you're quit while you're ahead or quit. What, what did you say? How did you term it? Yes. Yeah. I think I said quit while you're ahead, but you know, when you're, when yeah, you're when hot, you're high. that's awesome. Like, yeah. Hey, I think, you know, you're like, okay, I think, I think that, I think I nailed it. I think that was good. And, and I, I watch my video a lot too. If I'm doing something where it's more of a speaking thing, you know, I'll go and I'll replay it and be like, oh, okay, that was almost there, but just don't do that one thing you just did with your hand or like your, you know, don't, don't turn your head in that way. Right. Whatever it is, those little details. And I mean, in the beginning, when somebody maybe is first starting out, that might be a little bit too detail oriented, but as you get more proficient, you're like, okay, I did that thing again, that I don't like it when I do that. And I know I'm going to look back on that and go, D I did that thing that I don't like. So <laughs> do it again. You know, don't be afraid to take a few takes. Yeah. And that is the biggest hot tip hack is make sure that you take a look at your footage before uh, stopping or before quitting for the day. I actually will do just a little pre-take right at the very beginning, just to make sure that the sound's working, that everything's going, takes a Always. little bit of extra time to go back and re, you know, watch and make sure. But 
how heartbreaking and you've probably done it you go through an entire shoot realizing that something wasn't turned on or something you know maybe a light or worse yet the sound wasn't on so all of those things I've done all of them my worst one that made me laugh the most was I filmed a whole like 20 minute workout sequence with my mug in the frame like I put it on the table in front of the camera and so my mug was like popped up Fortunately, there was no movement of the camera. So my editor was actually able to like remove the mug. Take he just kind of like blurred it out. Thank God. Cause I, I, yeah, he was able to remove it, but like little things like that. Oh yeah. There's so many things. And the only way to learn them is just to do it, just do it over and over again, get in front of that camera and just go for it. It is so valuable to watch your own footage back as well. I think, you know, if anybody wants to save themselves thousands of hours and dollars on video coaching, watch your own footage. It's the, you're the best teacher. You'll be able to see exactly what you're doing well and what you're doing. Oh. And there's nothing more painful than editing your own footage when you're doing something really annoying. You get over it really quickly, don't you? <laughs> yes, it's a very humbling experience. It really is. Now you talk about, uh, we're, we're talking a little bit about workflow and takes and, and being prepped for going to camera. Your next tip talks about using a teleprompter. And I'm so with you on this. There is sometimes the best tool in the world for people and for the, you know, for people who they don't work for, there's sometimes the worst tool, but let's talk about your experience with the Mellis, because I think it's a great way of being expedient with your, with your filming. Absolutely. And I've only used a teleprompter a few times, but the one time that I used it, that it was the most effective and efficient, and I'm so glad I did, was when we filmed our online instructor training course for BellyFit. Right. So our whole certification course is online, right? And that was like, we, we launched that almost seven years ago now when online courses were oh, wow. just, yeah, I know it's incredible. Um, just when online courses were starting to be a thing and I wrote the whole course out, I designed it frame by frame. And fortunately by then I already had a good sense of producing video and what was required and all the different elements, huge project. We filmed for five days straight, the entire course, Monday to Friday, like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I had all these girls coming in and I knew that if I didn't have my words in front of me, there was no way that I was going to be able to do it. So I loaded all of my content into the teleprompter, knowing that there would be B-roll interspersed within it. Right. So I just, I just went for it. And I, after the first, the first day was a little bit clunky because until you use a teleprompter, you don't like, like it takes a bit of skill to, to do it effectively so that you can make sure that the font is the right size and it's moving at the right speed that matches the cadence of your voice. Yeah. And so it took us a little bit of nudging, but by the time the five days were over, I was a freaking expert in teleprompter. You would never, and, and I look at it now and I'm like, I was really reading a teleprompter because it looks so natural and the information the reason I did it for that was because there's no way I could have just riffed on cueing, musicality, transitions, belly fit philosophy, specific points of information that I wanted to get across in a very concise way. And I was able to do that. And it worked like a charm. And I would highly recommend if you're really trying to, if it's a training of any kind or something where you need that information to, to just be exactly the way you want it to be, they're actually really fun. I really, I had a really fun time because I didn't have to memorize anything. I was like, oh my God, it's right in front of me. Like just, just read. And I've always loved to read. I love reading children's stories to kids and stuff like that. I love reading 
reading out loud. It's just kind of one of those things I love doing. So it really, it, it was really a joy. I would recommend it to anyone, especially if you have a whole bunch of content. It just takes a whole bunch of the stress away. Yeah, especially you you mentioned doing an online course and you know, a lot of us know our stuff really really well. So a lot of times I've I've worked with people who have said, "Oh, I've got this." And then as soon as they they do have it, it's their course. They know it inside out and backwards, but there's something weird about somebody watching them with a camera that sometimes will throw them off ground. And I know that a teleprompter has saved my clients just, you know, it just saved their butts in so many ways because they would look off ground on camera if they were you know trying to remember what they were supposed to say or try to remember their stuff and they wouldn't look as knowledgeable as they are about their own stuff and that's why i think a, a teleprompter for the right person i it, i love that you said that it takes some practice though because sometimes people will you'll see their eyes start to move back and forth and so there's a way of tossing your head that you know makes it look like you're actually and you know watch broadcasters that's right right and you've you've done that right mm -hmm. It's there, there's a little finesse and skill around it. It takes a little bit of practice, sometimes getting, you know, somebody to help you do it right. But yeah. it works. It really does work like a charm. Yeah, it does. Did you what what teleprompter did you end up using? Did you use the parrot? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. It was our, it was our video guy that had a really fancy one that had a nice big screen and it fit like almost right over the camera lens. Right. So it was yeah, I mean, it looked like I was looking right into the camera. It was awesome. Yeah, I'll recommend and I'll put it in the, the links below, but I have a Parrot and it goes over both iPad uh, and iPhone. So I think nice. you might have been using some version of that. Yeah. I, I know, Andrew, so it really is a game changer. And the thing is, especially for eye contact, there are some teleprompters that will have you looking slightly off. Mm. And so you really have to make sure that you nail yeah. that that part of it because i know that there's especially on the phone there are some wonderful teleprompters but with the iphone you know those three cameras sometimes it just looks like you're not looking in the right place which yes. really kind of defeats the purpose of video if uh, that's right straight to camera video if you're yeah. slightly off on that a teleprompter saves you from the next piece that I that I think is is gold, and that is you knowing your content and be ready to riff and and go off off script a little bit, but don't ramble. So talk a little bit about your experience with that one. Totally. Well, I think that's that is the most engaging kind of video content when somebody is just talking at you basically when it's clear that they know what they're talking about they have a script but they're not it's not maybe not necessarily memorized but it's clear that they know exactly what the information is that they want to impart to you and then there's maybe like i don't want to call it a tangent but it's like an intuitive kind of in the moment offering where they're sort of tuning into what needs to be added it's like a little a little extra nugget of wisdom that they kind of add in but you don't want to be like 15 minutes later later and they've rambled off into some completely different subject or some really ethereal kind of content that's not really grounded in what the video is supposed to be offering so yeah i just think knowing what you want to talk about and for someone like me and i think probably a lot of people that are watching where you might have a very wide range of topics within whatever it is that your expertise is. Like for me, there's so many different things that I can talk about. Feminine energy, like we were saying before, the connection of the masculine and the feminine, the whole fitness aspect and the whole, you know, embodiment piece being in your body. I could, I could riff off on like a million different topics. So when you're 
when you're doing a video, make sure you know what your parameters are. Like the other day, I did a quick little video for my instructors about embodied presence and what that means for women being in your bodies. It was three minutes. I was out walking my dog. I had just finished teaching a class. So I had my lashes on, the hair was done. I was good to go. And I'd had an experience about embodied presence. I'd had an experience being with several women that I felt were not actually in their bodies. They didn't have a physical practice. They were very intellectual and academic. And although I had an amazing time with them, I'm used to dealing with women who are really in their bodies. And I noticed the difference. So three and a half minutes, I riffed about embodied presence, and then I was done. There you go. Boom. And so, yeah, I think it's really important to know what is your subject that you're talking about at this time? What are your parameters? How far away can you go from that? And make it as concise and clear. Like I said, people, everybody has attention deficit disorder. They, they, they're not going to listen to you ramble. You've got their attention for two minutes and otherwise, you know, they're off onto the next thing. So make it punchy, make it clear and, and always position yourself as the expert. Whatever you're talking on, you know, you must know what you're talking about. Well, that was just a really good example of what you did because you had a point and you had a story that encapsulated or so it went off off your script or off your point a little bit and then you very gracefully drew it back in but i think more than anything right now we're tuned into stories we want to hear things about people so when you start talking about being around this group of women and your story about it i feel myself leaning in because i'm hearing about your life and it's not you spouting facts and figures and blah 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 it's a relevant story that means something or you know it doesn't even really have to mean much but it's relevant to what you're talking about or the point and so i love that that you went off script and so nice demo alice Nice little meta moment there. <laughs> exactly. This goes to the last point a little bit as well, because exactly your last point is about not waiting to to be perfect. It's I think is the let's your words are don't wait until you're pro to press record. You will cringe one day, but progress is always better than perfection. And I love that because it's so true. If I waited until things, you know, well, if I waited until I had my eyelashes on, I don't think I'd have shot video yet. <laughs> So talk a little exactly. bit about that, Alice, about, you know, getting past that perfection thing. Yeah, I know. And it's so hard because we are so used to such a, a polished level of video production these days. I mean, you know, go on to TikTok and Instagram and, and everything is so polished and beautiful. And if it's not, it's kind of pitched as not like, oh, this is me raw, you know, I'm crying, I'm no makeup. And like, it's kind of like, they're using that as a way to get attention. Like, oh, look at me, I'm raw, isn't it compelling or, you know, whatever. So on one hand, it has to be authentic and you don't want it to seem overproduced or over perfected or whatever. But then on the other hand, like I was saying earlier, there does have to be a certain level of production. So it's finding that sweet spot and knowing that like the early days when you first start doing video, like I said, you're going to look back on some of those videos and cringe. Like I definitely look back on some of the videos and go, ah, oh my God, what was I thinking? But I spent enough time, like I was saying earlier, that they're still good enough and I'm not going to pull them from my YouTube. We have pulled some videos that I was like, no, oh my God, why is that still there? Take that down. Like that shouldn't be there. <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't wait. Like you have to just start doing it. If, 
if this is something that you want to do, if, you know, the people that you're working with, I'm assuming they've already decided that video is something and if that's the case, then you you just have to, you got to start somewhere, you know, and like I said before, do as much as you can to make yourself feel confident, to make yourself look good, to make yourself sound good, all of the things. And then really, you just have to do it. You have to put it out there and you can always pull video. If something's on YouTube, like I just said, you can always remove it. If you're like, no, that doesn't represent who I am anymore. Six months down the road, two years down the road, remove it. It's no big deal right? So you can always remove video. You can always refilm something if you really need to. But I think a lot of people are scared of video because they'll film something and then they'll look at it and go, oh my God, I look horrible. Especially women. We're so freaking hard on ourselves. The way that we judge ourselves, we would never be that harsh with another woman. And so why do we do that to ourselves? Like it, it comes down to that body image, worthiness, whatever, there's always going to be somebody that is looks more polished and more beautiful than you. And there's always going to be somebody that's looking rougher than you. Like there's always going to be a spectrum. So uh, yeah, if I had waited, I would not be sitting here. You just have to take those steps and start wherever you can. And that's where, I, where your skill comes in so handy and so helpful for people is to, I had nobody in the beginning to help me. Like I, I had no idea what I was doing. And I, fortunately I had the resources to hire somebody to help me. But if you don't have that, then we've got people like you that can guide us in the, the small little things like this angle is going to be better than that, you know, whatever it is, but yeah, progress is always better than perfection. And, and it's never going to be perfect. I have to this day, never produced a video that I look at and go <laughs> nailed it. Perfect. Like, Never. That has never happened. And it's never going to be my goal because there's no such thing, really. There's no such thing. You know, I've had this experience a lot because as a filmmaker, we have this creative vision, especially as a director, if I'm writing my something of my own. And when I visualize it, of course, it comes in at 100%. It's going to be 100% amazing. And as I get going and I bring in the team and the vision gets changed a little bit, I've decided now that I am happy with 80% and 80% is my new 100% because I've been, I've been about 80% happy with most of the things that I've done and I still have to push them out the door. But if I waited for myself to feel 100% about anything that I've ever done, probably in all of my life, I'd probably not have very much done. So I think there's something no. to be said for that, Alice, especially for those of us who have high standards for ourselves and others uh, that, you know, to, at, at a certain point, good is better, done is better than perfect. And that's been my exactly. mantra. Yeah, that's a thing. And you have to think about why, why am I making this video in the first place? What's my purpose? What's my goal? What, how am I trying to impact my audience? Am I trying to make a perfectly polished video or am I, am I actually trying to inspire them, educate them, motivate them? If that's your goal, focus on that. The content is always going to be more important than what you actually look like or the way the video is. I mean, some of the most some of the most viral, powerful videos that are out there have no production whatsoever. They're just random people saying, saying shit that's just flowing through their consciousness. And you're like, oh my God, that's so inspiring. Wow, that just changed my life. And they literally just picked up their phone and started talking to their camera. So it's, it's gotta be about the end user and the impact that you're having on them. And if that's where you put your energy and your time and your 
focus, then you're going to succeed in what you do. And at the end of the day, it's going to look good or it's going to look awesome or it's going to look like, you know, not so good. But but are you impacting your your customers, your 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 people? Are you reaching your people? And that's that's our ultimate goal. Right. You know, I love that you finished with the why, because think about the inner game of video and the outer game of video. The outer game is learning all this, some of the things that we've talked about, the lighting and the teleprompter and those kinds of things. But the inner game is what you've talked about, about the progress, not perfection and the and the really knowing why you're doing something and why it's important. And if it's really about whoever you're about to deliver this to, and in your case, it's your instructors and it's the women out there who you're inspiring by moving their body. I know that that's your big thing. It's like women moving their bodies is what you're really about. And so having that in your brain as, you know, the reason that's pulling you through the, the eye of the, the lens of the camera to the rest of your people, if you can re remember that you've got other people as you're staring at this tiny little pinhole yeah. who really care about what you're doing and who really need it yeah. then i think that just gets every gets people past the nerves and not you know not completely past the nerves but enough past that we can do it get it out the door and make it happen and i yeah. feel sad for the people who have that dream and that and that message and that and that audience waiting for it yeah. where there's that disconnect, whether it's in the confidence, not having the confidence to get up and do it, or whether it's in the know-how around the tech about making it happen. And I love that you have hurtled past both of them and, you know, much sooner than a lot of the world. And so that's why I'm so glad that you came today to talk about this because you have, uh, what is it, two decades now of experience in, in film production. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think at the end of the day, like if it's not enjoyable for you, if it's not fun, then it's never going to work. Like you have to make it fun for yourself. And, and I love what you were saying too, about like going through the eye of the lens, like what clicked for me very early on was that I realized that I had to envision that when I'm looking at that lens, I'm actually speaking to a person. And that really changed my delivery and how I was able to actually connect. And I realized that you know, I can actually impact a person even though I'm not physically there. And that was like, wow, that's huge. That changes the game completely. If I can actually change somebody's life through a video. And if I'm, if I'm present enough, if I'm authentic enough, and this is where the like, all the spiritual stuff comes in, like no matter what content you're delivering, if you are fully embodied, if you're fully present as you're delivering that, and you really know that there is someone on the other end, whether it's one person or 1000 people, you will have the power to impact. And I say, go for it, you know, and make it fun. At the end of the day, it's got to be enjoyable. And it, you know, that's the thing because your enthusiasm and joy, I know, I, I've, I know your studio and I know that lots of times when you're on the other end of things, it's you in that studio all by yourself, but it feels like you're doing it in a room full of, you know, at the, where you started way back in the very, very beginning, your room full of ladies at the Y and it doesn't feel any different. And I think that's because oh, your passion is so there, Alice. It's just, you know, it, it comes through, through the, that eye of the lens and it lands but I know that you do have that feeling of that there are other people out there in different time zones and in different lands. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that connection is, to feel it is so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, you do have some, some classes. Let's talk about how people can find you. Uh, website is bellyfit.com. I'll have it in the, in the notes yeah. below. Yeah. And on your website, I know that if people go to a certain button, they can get access to your online courses. 
Yeah. So just up on the top, there's the four um, drop down. And if you just go to shop and just mouse over it, and then it says workout videos and just go to the workout videos. I am, I'm about two thirds through my 12 week live zoom session right now. So it's going to the end of March. So those are, those are live classes every Tuesday and Thursday. And then you also get the recordings. But aside from that, there's dozens of other like canned workout videos that people can just purchase and get instant access, super affordable, like really easy. And then they can just do belly fit at home and, and see me being my like, spazzy quirky self you know and i think that's worth mentioning too is that the more you do it the more relaxed you get and the more yes. people can actually see your personality which is what they want they want to feel like they're getting the real you you know yes. and that does take it takes time to be able to relax in front of the camera and i think that's such a key piece because once you relax everything becomes more fun more impactful and and just more more whole on on all levels and it becomes more fun. You know, the first few times I know anytime I've done something, I'm sort of in my nerves a little bit about, oh, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Am I going to work? And then once I've done it a few times and I know that I've got the the willies out, then it starts to get fun. So I think that there's some gold in there as well, Alice, about give yourself some time for it to get fun. Like you yes. said, right at the very beginning, yeah. when, when we turned the camera on you, there was that immediate, oh, I love this. But not everybody has that experience. For sure, me not. It's decades of, of time yeah. that it took until it got fun. But, you know, I think the more that we can make things easy, and you've just talked about some wonderful uh, tips inside and out, about making video easy and more than anything you do make it look easy you know in your class on thursdays the belly fit flow i will tell people that uh tuesdays uh is the standard class and are you doing this um moving on as well okay so belly fit flow i just i am such a fan of belly fit flow it's like yoga meets belly fit and it's it's just the most beautiful yoga I've ever done. It's my favorite Aww. kind of yoga ever. So yeah. belly fit flow y'all on yes. Thursday mornings and belly fit on Tuesday mornings. I'll yeah. tell you, people have traveled all across the world to take a belly fit class with Alice. And I feel so <laughs> honored and blessed that I can, when we get all off of these ridiculous COVID restrictions that we can be together in a room again. But I kind of feel, I'm such a fangirl. Like, there's no, it, it, we're so lucky to get you real live and almost in person on Zoom. So Yay. if you can be there, check out those classes. They are the best. So Alice, Thank is there you. anything that you want to say to Be Complete or anything that's coming to mind uh, that you haven't said that you'd like to say? Oh, I mean, I just think if people want to do video, that there are so many amazing resources out there these days to support them. What you are offering is so valuable. What you're doing didn't exist when I started. And so there was just so much trial and error and, and the, the coaching and the guidance that you're offering is so valuable. So anyone that's, you know, already working with you or is possibly interested, I would definitely recommend getting a bit of coaching if possible and just do it. All the excuses are going to come. I'm not ready. I don't know what I'm talking about. The imposter syndrome. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. I've, nobody cares what I have to say or share. There is, there is definitely somebody out there that cares what you have to say and what you have to share. And so I say, just go for it. Don't wait. Just do it. Just start. What my mom always used to say, once begun, half done. So just, just begin. 
the wisdom of Diana ringing through. <laughs> always, always my amazing mother. Right. Your mother is so amazing. That's so good. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that's really important is that we stick together in, and, you know, you and I have done a lot of this as lone soldiers being, you know, women warriors out in the filmmaking world by ourselves. And so I think the more that we can group together, uh, I didn't call it rise with video for no reason, because I think we will rise together as women, the more that we can support each other and the more that we can fan each other's flames. And exactly as you said, just go out there and do it and worry about what it, how it lands later, but go out and do it to start. So, yeah. That, and you're just a walking example of that, Alice, right from the flash mob where I first met you to now. And yeah, right. See, this is this is the sh one of the shirts that old oh, school word in honor of our of our interview today. But I, I actually should have worn I have another one from you called uh, You Are Embodied. And you've talked about that so often this morning. I thought, oh, I wear, wear the wrong T-shirt. No, it's perfect. I love that you have our old logo on there, the goddess with the arms over. And yeah. And you're oh, just that's the right. best. It's your old logo. Okay, yep. that's right. Well, the, yeah, see, no, it's great. On. And so it, exactly, they evolve, and you've been so supportive since the very beginning, Robin. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, Alice. Well, thank you so much for joining us here, and for being here, and for being one of my besties on this planet. And I will see you every Thursday. And all of you who can join Alice and I on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll see you in Belly Fit. Thanks again for being here, my friend. Yay. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Boom.